cassettes welcome back to another episode of the black case diaries my name is robin i'm here with marcy and adam that's right i'm here with marcy and adam (laughs) and no one else we still haven't had a guest (laughs) nope there's a ghost in here but we only doesn't talk much that's true anyway so uh, this week, uh, backed by popular demand, we're, I'm just kidding, no one actually wanted this, but we are doing a part two to our case for knowing the score. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yay. If you haven't listened to the first one, you can do that. Um, <laughs> it's <Please> available. Do. <laughs> yeah. It's called uh, A Case for Knowing the Scores. It's about uh, the scores for films. And the first episode, what we mostly talked about were a lot of mainstream, very popular film composers, Hans Zimmer, John Williams. Um, um, Newman. Um, yeah, Alfred um, Newman, Alfred Thomas Newman. 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 Yeah, yeah uh, you know, Elmer Bernstein. So mm-hmm. we, we talked about ones that were pretty classic, um, but we didn't, I kind of glossed over the classical period for uh, film composing, which is like the (laughs) 1930s to 50s. So what we're going to do is we're going to take it back now, (laughs) y'all. I was wondering if you were going to do that. I made another... I made another list mm-hmm. for these two to listen to. Yeah, you. This one was longer. Yes, it, <laughs> it was, was more in depth. Uh, it was a lot more work, uh, and uh, yeah, I definitely put them through the <laughs> ringer. Um, it'll be on the blog. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. please. I beg you, visit the blog. <laughs> <laughs> um, the way I describe this this second list, comparing it to the first one, um, the first one I knew. At least I felt like I knew a lot more of what was going on. Uh, you know, it makes sense being a lot more mainstream stuff. Um, you know, I've at least, I at least recognize most of them. This time, it was a lot more extreme where I either had never heard of it or never heard it before or I knew exactly what it was. Like, you know, I, there's like hardly any middle ground this time. But it is pretty interesting. It's a very good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it was either recognized it immediately or not at all. So what I did when I made the list was I the first few tracks I picked based on the composer. Like I just you know these these are very important composers. And then I was like, I'm gonna add in some themes here that everybody recognizes, themes that everybody knows. So you should probably know the name of the person who did this theme because or the movie that it's in because it's so big in american popular culture so i added a few of those in and then i was like you know i rounded out the list with uh composers that were nominated this year for an academy award so i thought that that would be important to just kind of show where we're at right now with what we recognize as great work in composing so that was my thought process. Nice. So, yeah, that's so that's good. that's probably why. <laughs> why? So how do you feel about the list, Mars? I guess there were a couple that it was like, I know I've heard this before. It's yeah. like been in commercials or like other yeah. kind of things, but like I didn't know what it was from. There was kind of that kind of thing where there were a couple of those. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm excited. This is exciting. <laughs> and uh, everybody listening, you can go listen to the playlist and... You know, you can listen along with us if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can't play them, but 
We can direct you to YouTube. We, yeah. we, we wish we could. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So the first person on our list, uh, so the first scores that you guys listen to, are by Eric Korngold. <laughs> uh, the important thing about the first three men on this list is that they are like, like the grandparents of movie composing. These guys... Or like, it's what my dad, who's really into music, he calls them the big three. I started with Eric Korngold because I really wanted to talk about King's Row, which is the first thing on on the list. So what did you guys think about King's yes. Row? Um, I'm back by popular demand. <laughs> my Adam took notes. notes. Yeah. Ah, once again, Adam took notes. What I said was grand and noble adventure with a heroic touch. Um. So, you know, it felt very uh, grand, you know, being about kings and and knights and that kind of thing. It has that, uh, not exactly medieval, but, you know, what's associated with a lot of those medieval movies. Um, But it also had that heroic touch. It felt like it centered on one person or or it centered on one group of people that were doing something very important and noble. Um, So, yeah. Awesome. What do you think, Mars? Okay, so I actually had the luxury of listening to this with Robin. <laughs> she yeah, played it for me. Cheated. And she was like, what does this sound like? You you know what this sounds like, right? And I, and as I listened to it, I was like, oh my gosh. This is this is Star Wars, like mm-hmm. essentially. Like I mean, the some of the basic things from Star Wars that you get. Especially the very beginning. Oh man, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Bum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she told Cut me it out. she it copyright. She uh, <laughs> <laughs> she clued me in a little bit that apparently George Lucas gave um, John Williams correct mm-hmm. the this um, music and was like, wow. I want yeah. you to take inspiration right. from this. Wow. Well, what do so, you know? So uh, yeah, no, that's. So the way it worked out was this is uh, King's Row from 1942. It's a um, Ronald Reagan movie. Hmm. So back when he was an actor. What happened was when George Lucas was working on Star Wars, his initial plan was to incorporate scores or just classical music in the score and just have pieces that are already written for other things just kind of like what they did for 2001 A Space Odyssey. So just that kind of idea. And uh, Steven Spielberg suggested that he hire John Williams to help him with the score. And John Williams decided that he would just, you know, there was already a track made up with these pieces laid out. And he, you know, so he listened to that and then he, you know, wrote a score that was, that paid tribute to those other things. Um, and while, you know, having its own life and its own music. Um, so when you do start, listen to it in the beginning, you hear the, the very, like, you hear like the, the tones of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not know that. That is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So now you're going to listen to it again. I will actually. Yeah, I, re- I want to. Yeah. I got to hear it again. Now. <laughs> so, uh, the next two that I put, I think I believe I, I put them on the list were the Seahawk and the Adventures of Robin Hood. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. The Robin Hood is notable because that's the Errol Flynn Robin Hood. That's the Robin Hood that of, you know, the the most probably the most famous. Yep. Um, interpretation of Robin Hood. You you mm-hmm. look like you're laughing. That's why. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I'm just funny. like, oh no. 
No, I was I was just smiling, oh, okay. listening. I don't think I've We're seen that a good version. Time, so. Oh, good, good. Well, that's what a change. Yeah. You see how surprised I was to see you guys smiling. <laughs> um, no, I'm uh, just so excited about her notes. <laughs> I mean, I took a page from Adam's book from last time, and right. I decided to write about my feelings. <laughs> Who yeah. would have known that Adam Adam <laughs> likes to write about his feelings? What a wimp! It's God, yeah. <laughs> Wow, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something real nice too. I was. <laughs> what would you think? How do you feel about the no, Seahawks um, and Robin Hood? Um, well, if I consult my notes, mm-hmm. um, for the first one, Seahawk, I said um, a march with yeah. with an adventure feel as well as playful teasing attitude because it it, it just felt to me like it was. Imagine somebody, um, you know, just goofing around with their friends. You know, they have their own inside jokes. They have their own things that only they think are funny. They're knocking each other around, just being pals, right? That's kind of the, there was a little bit of that mixed into this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, that's kind of how that one felt. And the next one, um, I said mixture of grand and light. So it kind of felt, you know, big and important, and yeah. then also a little bit, up, you know, not as not as serious, um, with a very recognizable melody. Like, if I could hum it now, I would. It, it, when you put that recognizable melody, and you remember that song forever. Um, speaking of like John Williams and stuff, yeah, those yeah. kind of those kind of songs. What do you think, yeah. Mars? So what I wrote for like the Seahawk one is that. I mean, it sounded similar to the first one, first of all, but yeah. then it also seemed like it, it sounded like it had a like conflict in the beginning, is the only way I could describe it, kind of like a conflict, and then like, kind of resolution where it got softer, and and I guess, like Adam said, kind of playful, and then for the Robin Hood one, I just I just said hero, nice. that's the only way to describe it. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> Very one. That's hero-like. A good Eric Korngold is the first of the three that we're going to talk about. These guys, because of their influence, uh, film music sounded very European for a while. This is the kind of stuff that John Williams was, you know, keeping around in the 80s. We talked about last time that, you know, when things were turning to synth and electronic music, but the, the grand orchestra sound came from these guys. And um, so we'll go to the next one. Max Steiner. I'm really excited to talk about him. He's a big, big name. So the first one I have on the list is Gone with the Wind. You guys ever heard of that movie? What? No. I don't think so. Wind. Who would make a make a book or movie about that? How did you know it was based off a book? Isn't everything? Smarty pants. Every movie is, right? (laughs) I said that it was it sounded like the beginning credits of an epic story mm. just yeah you know which i guess it is yeah. i've never seen it but <laughs> apparently it is <laughs> yeah they definitely treat um, it like it's epic yeah it's very it's long grand I, I described it as grandiose yeah with like symbols crashing yeah yeah that's it gone yeah. with the wind man um my my description was very similar to the previous one in in a few ways where i thought it was a mixture of of a couple things as well um, uh, specifically the horns versus the strings. When you when you're listening to it, it almost sounds like they're talking to each other. Oh. The way they go back and forth. 
Um, and it and I have here in parentheses uh, a man and a woman. That's you know very yeah that's very good for Gone with the Wind. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. you know the horns being a lot more you know loud and have some deeper sounds to it, and the strings are a lot lighter and softer, and you know yeah fits fits perfectly with the two characters. Right. This and this film is one of the most famous of the 20th century. So uh, the music in it is very important. And you, I'm, did you guys feel like you'd heard it before? Once the melody kicked in, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I didn't recognize it at first. I was like, oh, Gone with the Wind. I, mm-hmm. I'm sure I've heard this, but I didn't. It's like, oh, which song, is, which song from it is this or whatever. And then the melody came in and like, aha, there it is. I know this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one that with the melody, I feel like when I hear a melody that's very recognizable to me, I get like this warm feeling, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. The next one on the list, um, I went with another very famous piece of music. It's called A Summer Place, the main title from A Summer Place. So did, had you guys feel like, did you guys feel like you'd heard that one before? Yeah, yeah. that was another one that I've definitely heard. I said... Um, um, unintentionally, because I it started playing before I looked at what it was, but I wrote down springtime, summertime. Nice. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> yeah. uh, spot on. Yes. And then I looked at what it was, and I was like, aha, uh, on a date outside slash romance. Uh, and then I wrote here on the next line, definitely heard before. Because um, it's, it's, you know, they use it in a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah, commercials and stuff. Like yeah. I mm-hmm. said in the beginning, I you know, this one definitely was one of those where it was like, yeah, they, they've put this in ads of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I just said like summery, lighthearted, seems romantic. It says a lot about these guys where their music can be used in that way. Yeah. You know, you can't do that with a, with a Star Wars theme or mm. as soon as they do that, like, oh, it's a cross promotion, mm-hmm. right? With Star Wars or whatever. Right. But, but with these... They they've gotten to the point and they've lasted so long, they're basically immortal. You know, they yeah. they've lasted mm-hmm. to the point where they're used solely to evoke a mood. And it doesn't matter what it is necessarily. If you want it to feel a certain way or give off a certain vibe, you can still use these songs, and you don't necessarily have to relate it to whatever movie they're from. The the theme really really captures summertime innocence, youth, the way we feel about the places that we went when we were young, the place we vacationed, you know, those kinds of things. It does sound kind of dreamlike thinking about it now. Yeah, something, yeah, yeah where it's it's surreal, not something that, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly how you would picture something mm-hmm. rather than how it actually is. It's, it's like if yes. you're thinking about your summer vacation place, you're like, ah, I, I yes. see it in my mind. Right. And then when you get there, it's, you know, it's not terrible but it's yeah. not the same mm-hmm. just like how memories are life but only to music right mm-hmm. right it's just exactly well, the way it feels so the last one i did um i stepped away from a really famous piece of music but kept the, with the theme of a very famous movie very famous movie casablanca mm-hmm. so you can tell that this guy must have been a big deal uh because <laughs> yeah. he did movie he did so many movies that were so famous. This yeah. is I'm. This would all probably rival Gone with the Wind. It's referenced like so many times. Yeah, they yeah, reference yeah. it in cartoons all the time too. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I picked the Paris melody. I didn't want to do the yeah. main theme. I'll yeah. pick something a little okay. different. My first thought was a, a bar slash club piano. Mm. What it started out with, um, but it picks up into a romantic, you know, almost ad, an adventure 
romance combo. Like, I don't know how mm. else to describe it. Like, yeah. Because it doesn't feel classically romantic, but it doesn't feel like a going on an adventure Indiana Jones kind of thing. You know, it's that it's that blend. Um, but with that piano starting at the beginning, it starts out like kind of positions you in the city or positions you in a certain place and time yeah. to start with. So I feel like I got a different kind of feel from it. Okay. Um, in the beginning, it sounded to me kind of sad but sweet. And then it kind of had like a reminiscent, like as if, you know, remembering a time that was. Um, and then it kind of picks up and becomes happier, like you're remembering it as a happy time. And then it kind of, for me, ended kind of more seriously. Like, okay, you oh. know, I don't know. Have you ever That's seen Casablanca? I have. Okay. Actually. But have you, Adam? I have not. Do you think maybe seeing the movie could have changed influenced how i heard it possible i think it is because yeah knowing what it's about and what happens uh, yeah i would agree feel what it's going for (laughs) in terms of the movie that's in terms of the movie it's an interesting that's an interesting point but it's pretty cool how the same piece of music can evoke different emotions for different people that's just awesome yeah (laughs) uh, while you're listening um you should definitely try to play along with what marcy and i have done here Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of fun to try to think about um what what mood you're in or what words come to mind while listening it's it's really cool mm-hmm. so the last of the of the top three that uh we're looking at from from this golden era uh is franz waxman and uh, waxman on waxman off <laughs> nice it's good i'm sorry um the two t- two of them i picked were uh hitchcock movies um so uh I have a feeling they may have, you guys have, might have similar notes for those two. How do you feel about Rebecca? Rebecca, the only way I could describe it was just strangely foreboding. I didn't know what it was about or anything. I just listened to the music and it just was just strangely foreboding. Right. Almost like weird. There's like a, a sweetness in it, but like you get the feeling this, that something's wrong. Yes. I have here um, a suspenseful opening. Transitions to a mysterious wonder. Mm. Um, so it's like yeah. almost like a grand, like, wow, look at this. But it's still inside is like something's off about it. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, oh, and then I wrote abrupt and suspenseful end. There Or there's yeah. a moment where it stops almost entirely. Yeah. And then it's like, and then ends again. Uh, like a double ending kind of thing. Yeah. So Rebecca is, um, you know, it's a it's like a psychological thriller. Yeah. Um, and it's about a woman who is to be married to a man whose previous wife had died. And she's kind of haunted by this, the spirit or the memory oh. of his first wife. That's so, heavy. yeah. <laughs> so that explains that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Hitchcock film. You get it. Right. Um, <laughs> The next one was Rear Window, which it um, you could see like you know came out fourteen years later. So this mm-hmm. is this is a later on Hitchcock film. This one had Jimmy Stewart in it, um, and it was kind of in a spiritual sense remade um, in the two thousands with Shia LaBeouf. Remember? Uh, oh yes, it's called Disturbia. Disturbia. Um, only in Rear Window, uh, Jimmy Stewart has been injured and you know is looking out the window for entertainment. And- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm see some see some bad stuff so what did you guys think about rear window i said wondrous almost dreamlike sound um playful 
playful piano with echoed melody because mm. I, I heard it happen a couple times where the piano would play something and then the rest of the orchestra would play almost the same tune right back. Um, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That is, that's a really interesting thing to have in a film score. Yeah. It's like something you don't hear very often. The last one is the Philadelphia story. So I put classy. All right. Um, it did seem very like a romantic type song, or not song, but like music. Yeah. Um, for some kind of love story of some mm-hmm. sort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is a pretty, it's, it's yeah. a love story. It's, uh, it's super cute. I loved it. What I said for this one um, was uh, playful, almost flirtatious yeah. saxophone. There you go, flirtatious. Um, that instrument, the saxophone, can be so versatile. And, yeah. and one of those sounds that everybody loves is that smooth jazz sound that almost sounds like, you know, you could see some like a, a lady walking into a room. <laughs> you know, it, it, a lot, it loved, happens in a I lot of movies. I love the way you did that with yeah. your hands on your hips. Oh, you yeah. did it, yeah. That was really I, good. I wish you, everybody could you get, see you. You do get that. what I'm saying. Yeah. Everybody knows what I probably can picture what I did. But yeah, but your hips are so smooth. Oh, that was, yeah. thank you. Yeah, that was mm. good. <laughs> um, You're gonna have to walk into a room like that sometime, Adam. <laughs> yeah, when we have a when we that. have a panel at Comic Con. <laughs> Yeah, did you know that it was a love story? Did you know anything? I don't. I didn't. Yeah. That's so the... that's good. That means the theme did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're going to go down a little, and we're going to get past through the 50s and into the 60s and 70s now. The rest I didn't really put in any particular order. So mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. letting everybody know. So the next one on the list was Bernard Herman, And the reason I put him on the list is because he was influential for, he was a great composer but also simply because he did so many of Hitchcock's films and mm. those are such big components in film history and mm. they, they've definitely made a mark on film today so um the what funny enough though oh I only included one Hitchcock score on this list though I did three <laughs> and I yeah I know uh the first one that's not Hitchcock um is the day the earth stood still 1951 the sci-fi film i don't know if you guys have ever seen it i believe it used to be on netflix i don't know if it is now okay. but the theme is called outer space yeah i i have not seen it um okay. but i described it as unearthly um star trekky i mean nice. <laughs> um <laughs> alien sounding with their the high-pitched like noises uh, in the beginning and throughout they yeah. did that like high pitched I don't I don't remember how it goes but <laughs> the alien type noises yeah. Yeah. yeah the the halloween instrument the theremin yeah um I don't think it is a theremin in the song though I think it's something else uh kind of, some kind of synthesizer yeah. but I I wrote alien synth with a halloween vibe mm. um and then sparkling basically a sparkling sound in the background to remind us that we're in space because mm-hmm. it sounded to me i i don't know what instruments it was but it was some kind of like almost a twinkling sound um and it and i picked you could picture like stars twinkling in the background um you know just yeah. because with that with that obvious synth sound um it doesn't necessarily evoke the sound of space at least for me it's it feels like yeah it's alien or robotic or something like that but not necessarily outer space whereas with the addition of this this background music um rem- it kept it in outer space um, gotcha. the second on the list the only hitchcock film i 
did for this guy was uh, <clears throat> Psycho. Uh. Hey, did you guys recognize the music from Psycho? Yes. Yeah. Um, I wrote, run, get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote that too. I was like, makes you want to run. Yeah. <laughs> makes me want to run the F away. Oh my goodness. Um, unsettling, heart pounding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I Faster said, uh, focus on suspense throughout with small moments to, quote, breathe. Yeah. Because mm. there are only seconds in there where it, like, lessens up a little bit. Then it's like, oh, my God. And then we're back. Right. So, so um, you yeah. have a second. Like, when, when you turn the corner and you don't see the per- the thing chasing you anymore, and you have a second. But then it's back, and you oh, God. Yeah. So, it doesn't let up. I put two uh, pieces of music from Psycho. Mm-hmm. I put, like, the, the beginning, the intro, like, the prologue. Yep. And um, because I love that piece of music because it's, it's it, it reminds me a little bit of Rebecca just because it's, like, it's nothing bad has happened yet. And, and yeah. you, you know, you can tell in the movie that nothing really bad is, it's just, everything's just a little creepy mm-hmm. and weird. And, and, you know, like, there's something just wrong. I had to put in the piece of music from the shower scene. Yeah. Oh, because I, I can't. Mean, we can't talk about Psycho without talking about that piece of music. <laughs> yep. Um, I wrote in all caps. Oh fuck you, dead. <laughs> yes. Anytime you, yeah. If you hear that music in your head, game over. You you know the one. <laughs> yeah, you know the music. And this is. I remember when my dad, when I was a kid, this was the music he played me. Uh, and was telling me about Psycho and explaining the story to me, and I was terrified. <laughs> I was so scared to take a shower or a bath, just just in case, just in case somebody was in there, yep. somebody yep. waiting. You know, yep. I was so scared. Spoiler: uh, Maybe it his, was his way of getting you to take faster showers. Yeah, uh, that's oh. that's possible. <laughs> it also made me fear everyone. Oh no. <laughs> Anyway, whoops! <laughs> I love you, Dad. Childhood. Um, so the last one on the list is Taxi Driver. Yeah, and uh, this is I. I have never seen this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to. It, it's pretty famous. This is a pretty famous, I believe, Al Pacino film. Yep. And uh, the theme I picked was not the main theme. It was I still can't sleep. Slash, they cannot touch her. Yes. <laughs> so. Um. The first part I have is Jazz Drums March, um, and in parentheses, juxtaposition, because I wanted to talk about how bizarre that mm-hmm. combo is. Um, normally, when you do a march, you have a very obvious snare pattern, you know, that, that you could march to with, with, um, with all the drums kind of going along with it. And then when you play jazz, you have brushes. It's real soft and quick. Like little movements, at least at least this kind of jazz, and those weird those are mm. such a weird combo. It sounds so interesting um, to play a march on a jazz drum kit. It, it's super cool. Um, but then the second part I wrote was uh, smooth nighttime jazz, mm. um, alone feeling or uh, longing for more something new. I feel like you took some of the words right out of my mouth, Adam. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, not the fancier music type, you know, references. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> um, no, because I said night out on the town, uh, like street walking or yeah. driving. Yeah. Um, and kind of almost lonely sounding. Yeah. Yeah. So. There was, a, there was a comment that was like one of the top comments in the video that I really liked. The guy said, this is the theme song of being a bachelor. 
or like a, a bachelor theme song. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess it makes sense with the title "Can't Sleep." You yeah. know, he's probably up at two, three, or four right. in the morning, mm-hmm. driving around in his taxi, and the, yeah. that's got to be pretty lonely. But yeah, so that's definitely that's a really cool score. We are gonna move on to one of the best composers. I mean, like ever. <laughs> no, um, he's pretty damn good. Hmm. His name is Henry Mancini. Ah. I've mentioned him. I think probably. A, uh, since we've done this podcast, I think I've mentioned him about 10 times. Um, <laughs> he uh, was very famous for doing a lot of television themes, um, like the Peter Gunn theme, mm-hmm. which you might not know when I say the name of it, but if you heard it, you would go, yes, absolutely have heard of that. It's very, very famous. Pink Panther, obviously, mm-hmm. that's a- another really big one. Um, and he also, we've mentioned, did the score for The Great Mouse Detective. So, um, of the 60s, this guy was a rock star, like, but not technically a rock star, but you know, (laughs) you know what I mean? We we know what you mean. What I put on this list is themes from an amazing movie. One of my favorites of all time. It's one of Jacob's, my husband's favorite and my dad's. It's like in this top 10. It's a movie called The Great Race. And Mm. it is a hilarious movie with Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis. Adam, have you ever seen it? I have not. We're going to make you watch it. it. I yes. own it. Uh, we'll watch it. I would love it. to see it. Yeah, it's so good. And I picked The Overture and Pie in the Face Polka. <laughs> so what did you guys think? Um, the Overture, um, I have Street Band uh, or Marching Jazz Band because it sounded very jazzy again. Yeah. Um, the Sound of Going Down the Street. Um, it felt almost like a parade. Yeah, parade Rose Bowl or it's anything kinda... like that. It it was almost like a, a celebration parade where yeah, you know, like s- kind of patriotic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, and then um, oh, and then uh, speaking of that, uh, at the end of this, I said um, quick transition to slow and mellow, then back to the march with patriotic songs mixed in, mm-hmm. because at the end you can hear mm-hmm. other songs that make you think of America. Mm-hmm. Um, right in there at the end. Right, you hear a bunch the of different ones. Bum 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 bum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you'd recognize all of them when you listen to this. Um, and then as for the other one, what's it called pie in the face polka. Yes. <laughs> um, and and I didn't want to use the word race be, to describe it because it's the movie. The movie's called The Great Race. Right. Yeah. But I couldn't help it. Um, <laughs> it said the sound of a race. Mm-hmm. Between bizarre and different things, because mm-hmm. it just felt like each, you know, each like few seconds of the song, it would have a different set of instruments playing, as if somebody, w- some different thing, was taking the lead. Yeah, it's my turn to play, and then it's this one's turn to play, and then they're like neck and neck mm-hmm. kind of thing that throughout the whole song. You know, I I'm tr- really yeah. excited for you to see this movie. Yeah, I'm. I, I would love to see it. Yeah. What do you think, Mars? I used the word chase instead of nice. <laughs> got me. Like they were chasing each there other. You yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, definitely heard in things. Uh the first the overture. Um, playful, kind of mysterious and and yet like, I don't know, just totally right. out there. Is and a, there's like the I think way. a choral like there uh, yeah. there's a, a choir sings this yeah, yeah this was the first one where the, yeah there was actual you know voices yeah. and people singing in it which was interesting because most there's only I can't, there's only three out of this entire list that you had <laughs> uh, that had any kind of um, singing. like singing or vocals yeah of any sort 
Um, and then the the second one, I said it was, again, very playful, upbeat, um, circus-like is kind yeah. of how I described yeah. it. And uh, and then, like I said, sounds like a chase. Uh, the pie in the face polka. Uh, that scene in the movie. Everybody, you should watch this movie. It's really mm. good. Uh, that scene in the movie is a gigantic pie fight. <laughs> and uh, when you said that it was like you know different parts were like it's my turn. You know it was like each time someone new got hit in the face and uh, you know okay. trying to th- you know throw a nice. lot of pie got got wasted, but. For all the right reasons. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> uh, it is really good. And yeah, the the overture is awesome. Uh, when you watch the movie, they, they play the overture in the beginning with the credits. Um, so it's very old-fashioned. And um, it includes the song, The Sweetheart Tree, which is a song written specifically for the film. Um, and it, yeah, it was really nice. They had this choice of singing, you know, because later in the film, someone sings the song, which is, you know, uh, like Breakfast at Tiffany's, mm. for example. The mo- song Moon River is actually sung in the in the movie. So, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's was the next one on the list. What'd you guys think? Um, I wrote down and I said, "What about?" Because <laughs> I couldn't help it. But then I said, um, then I said, a bit sad and alone sounding while trying to maintain an upbeat attitude. Yeah. Um, mm. Because there are moments of, you know, how you'd feel trying to put on a face for somebody you gotta, you have to host yeah. or something, but you're just not feeling it that day. You do it anyway. You go to work. You you do what you got to do. But then underneath, you're like, oh, so done. Yeah. You know. It's a really good. Have you ever seen the movie, Adam? Nope. Yeah, wow. that's a that's, a that's really very good, good that you picked up on that. Yeah. Oh, okay, from, good. That's... from the soundtrack. <laughs> if you haven't seen the film, yeah, because uh, we both have seen it, oh, okay. um, and I can tell you that that's very. I mean, that's, that's like spot the very on. big theme of the movie is her putting on a face. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so, did a good job. Yeah, yeah, you did. It's absolutely this this music makes me cry. It's yeah. so pretty. Mm-hmm. I love I love the best. Yeah. I would love to see this movie too. I know I've known about this movie for a very long time and I love that song. Yeah. Um I can't remember the <laughs> band, but you know the one. Um so I, oh, I, I, I really mean, Deep Blue Something. Oh, that's it. Yep, yeah. Deep Blue Something. You, you need a girl where you can just be like, but but we have breakfast at Tiffany's. But what about right? breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we both kinda liked it. Yeah. That's the one thing we've got. <laughs> All right, Marcus, how do okay. you feel? Great job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> It'll slide right um. under the copyright. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, I said classy, like slower, elegant, um, kind yeah. of getting ready for like kind of a romantic movie, but not necessarily like a happy ending romantic. Right. But- yeah. This uh, The song Moon River, I believe, won the Oscar that year and absolutely deserved it. Um, I think the song is better than the movie. <laughs> um, I do like Breakfast at Tiffany's, but I do think the song Moon River yeah. is, I mean, phenomenal. It's an absolutely beautiful song. So the last one on this list is a piece of music that everyone should know because it's played in TV shows, commercials. There's even an episode, I believe, of the Rugrats where Angelica dances to this piece of music. Yep. It's called The Baby Elephant Walk, and it's from a movie called... Hatari. Yeah. And I did not know that. I thought it was just a one off piece of music that he wrote. Um, but huh. I was I was look you know, researching it and I I found the scene in the movie that, you know, it, it's a woman walking with baby elephants. 
Wow, so interesting. Yeah, what did you guys think? Why don't you go first this time, Mars? Oh, I was trying to find where I wrote about this one. Oh, dang it. <laughs> She's like the kid in class. I'm like, She's like desperately oh. trying to like. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, fine. And then you just called on her. Of all the time. We kind of skipped her up. Yeah. <laughs> God. It's okay. She's like, don't call on me. Don't call on me. <laughs> Bury my head in my book. Um. <laughs> okay. Um. I guess I I think I kind of mashed this in with the other ones, That's unfortunately, because I mean, uh, almost circus like again. Like mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's fitting that uh, it it what it's called because it sounds like something walking, yeah. like footsteps, yeah. um, with kind of some lighter notes in there, like something's walking with this bigger mm-hmm. <laughs> type um, animal, which would be an elephant. I said jazz organ. Because <laughs> I love the jazz organ, um, and I put in quotations "circus swing," Ooh. because it's it had both yeah. both elements um, in there. Um, adorable sound while staying adult. Mm. You know, it, it sounds cute. Yeah, with some of those with that melody, um, but it doesn't sound childish. Um, it maintains you know the serious nature of a film score um, while fitting in. A really adorable moment that yeah. it needs to fit in so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's super cute it's a super cute piece of music and it's really fun to dance to so um i wish i could hum it because i'm like yeah yeah God. i was gonna say i think the one time i remember hearing it it's always like waddling like ducklings yeah. or something oh, like that yeah. you just yep. hear it and it's just like that's that's what that sounds like yeah <laughs> exactly it's, it's so perfect um, okay, so we're going to move on from Henry Mancini, as much as sad as I am to do that. Um, and we're going to go to Ernest Gold. Um, from here on out, I only did a couple scores for each. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, My binging of all this uh, would have taken a lot I, longer. I know. Um, <laughs> so Ernest Gold, when you guys listened to Exodus, did it sound familiar? Did it... Wow. What would you guys think? Um it sounded a little familiar. Um, I don't think I heard it before, but I said very epic and grand with a touch of sorrow and mournfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when you think of uh, Exodus, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Not really happy, but it's not like only sad either. Yeah, so. not depressing. Yeah. 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 I said serious and beautiful. That's it. Nice. nice. Wow. <laughs> keeping it simple I, with some of these so the reason i thought exodus was really important to talk about is because this song this song this theme was number two on the billboard top 100 wow, wow. this was a very popular piece of music and so you imagine turning on the radio today to like you know uh your your uh top hit station like ours is 97.9 mm-hmm. um yeah. you know you imagine turning that on and hearing or yeah. a film score yeah film score that would be awesome yeah <laughs> so it, it is like that it was pretty influential and mm-hmm. i think if i played it for you know anyone my dad's age they go oh god yeah you know <laughs> and and it's really nice to listen to it's a really nice piece of music um i also included it's a mad 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 world <laughs> um the music for that and i picked this because i wanted to have another score by ernest gold also um because i have been told by my dad that this movie is hilarious <laughs> i'm glad it's a funny movie because yeah. that's exactly what it felt like <laughs> um 
um, is a, a again a circus feel, silly and bouncy. Um, in it, I put carnival ride music. Like it felt like what would be playing on the merry-go-round or or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playful and loud. So I, I'd be interested in seeing this movie as well. Yeah. Especially is, if your dad thinks it's that funny. Yeah, and my dad's a funny guy, yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, that means that means a lot. So uh, we're going to get go right on through um, to, to the, the other side. Yeah, to the other side, to the next page of my doc here, <laughs> um, to uh, a very important composer, and I'm not going to say his name correctly. I'm really sorry. Ennio Morricone. Morcon, more I'm not sure how to say his name. Sure. We'll, um, we'll go with it. This guy wrote the most well known Western music, you know, mm-hmm. from from you know, the spaghetti westerns. The piece that I put on here that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Had you guys ever heard this theme before? About a zillion times. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Cool. Um it is now synonymous with westerns in the Wild West. Absolutely. You, you can't, like, every cartoon ever has used this little this little tune, maybe even for a second, but you know exactly yeah. what's happening. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're, like, staring staring each other down. They've got their hands out ready to draw at any second. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what this theme evokes every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I was just like, definitely western. <laughs> Ten paces. There we go. <laughs> um, and I wrote here, it makes me want to watch this movie real bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. Um, this was one of those movies that I watched with my dad. Um, I didn't know who Clint Eastwood was at the time or anything like that. But he, he showed it to me anyway. And I was immediately hooked by the opening theme. It's like, wow, mm. oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm going to watch the heck out of this. Yeah. And then it ends up being a really cool movie at and, the same time. And it. Um, I also wanted to think about, uh, Marcy was talking about, uh, using vocals in the music. And, right. and this is actually an example of th- this guy. Uh, I'm not going to say his name again because I'm going to say it incorrectly. So. <laughs> um, he uh, used, he was known for using usually women's vocals oh. um, in music. But you hear the wah, wah, wah. It really sounds oh, like people. It's, it's, it's yeah. very, yeah, that's if you didn't already know what that song sounded like, now you now do. you know. Now you know what song it <laughs> is. Now you know what it is. <laughs> um, the next piece of music uh, is really cool. I I love it. Um, when I started learning how to play the harmonica, my dad played this for me because um, this is a very very good score, and it's called "Once Upon a Time in the West." And the piece of music is "Man with a Harmonica." Mm. What do you guys think? Yeah, this one probably had the weirdest feeling for me out of <laughs> out of all of them uh, or close to it. I said um trying to do a train impression yeah. with a harmonica. Mm. Um that that's immediately what it sounded like. I thought it was at first and then it and then it, as it went on I was like, "No, that's a harmonica." Mm. Um and I said um kind of scary while staying western and then a little arrow pointed to harmonica and it's like because of the harmonica sound it's able to keep that western feel and that that the instrument has kind of become yeah uh, uh, kind of become that feeling whenever you hear a harmonica uh you may have heard at the beginning of the podcast Um, (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) um but a lot of times when you hear the harmonica that's the feeling you get you get that um westerny yeah, wild sitting around the feeling. campfire. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. telling t- tales. <laughs> yeah. And then, as far as the rest of the song goes, I wrote "Empty Town" or "Wide Open Desert" 
because you could kind of it kind of fits in either either one like walking yeah. through a ghost town or or being out just in the the widest yeah desert mm-hmm. where the sun's beating down on you kind of thing so i said it sounds dangerous yeah. is what it what it sounded like to me like almost a warning yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. the train's like approaching yeah um Ooh. and beware yeah that's very skillful harmonica playing mm-hmm. um the <laughs> He's, you know, bending the reeds and, you know, bringing that sound, you know, mm-hmm. with with the harmonica. And it's very, you know, he only has to do one or two notes, mm-hmm. you know, for you to just get, you get this <laughs> yeah. chilly feeling. For real. And this is a good moment to say, um, as far as musicians go in general, I just wanted to say um, some people like the harmonica is a good example because not not everybody likes the harmonica. Or not everybody likes the bagpipes, mm-hmm. or not everybody likes this. Or, but this is a perfect example of at least what I believe: every single instrument can sound amazing in the hands of somebody who knows how yeah. to play it. Um, because I pick up a harmonica now, sure, I don't, I sound like trash. <laughs> but then somebody like this who has experience and knows how to push the instrument to its limit, it sounds incredible. Yeah, it mm-hmm. sounds so good, and. One thing that I wanted to tell you guys about this composer is that he's done a, close to 400, maybe more, film scores, and which is a lot. There's a lot of mm-hmm. scores, especially he's been around for a long time. I believe he's about 90 years old. He's still alive. And he never won an Oscar until 2016. He won an Oscar for The Hateful Eight which is uh, uh, a Western. And it mm-hmm. was a very big deal that he won because everybody was like, this guy should have been recognized so, so long ago <laughs> for, I mean, just incredible. Like, you know, Westerns yeah. would not have been Westerns without this guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes me really want to see Once Upon a Time in the West because yeah. that's mm-hmm. one I have not seen. Yeah, he really helped shape the genre of a Western. Um, all right, we're going to go, we're going to move right along. We're going to go a little bit over today. I hope that's okay with everybody listening. An extended episode. Yeah, a special mm-hmm. extended episode because Robin doesn't know when to stop. <laughs> so uh, the, next, the next composer is Vangelis. He's a, uh, a Greek composer. He's got a much longer name. Um, but we're going to go ahead and just call him by his, like, it's like his known name. Americanized his, like, name. Yeah, his, like, stage name, and that's what, that's what this is. Vangelis. Uh, the scores mentioned, Chariots of Fire. Mm-hmm. The official slow-mo song. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. <laughs> like, every time people run, <laughs> like, in that slow-mo yes. thing. Yep. This is a piece that I include on the list specifically just because it's so well-known. I felt mm-hmm. like we really just, we need to talk about this kind of music that's everybody and everybody's heard, in, mm-hmm. at least in the United States. So I have written here, romanticized action, no matter what is happening. Um, so this song you can put on top of anything, yeah. whether it's sports related or not. And it makes it sound just epic and victorious sounding and like, you know, yeah. put it in slow-mo and you're ready to go. It's kind of like a meme. At this in, point, in yeah. Music <laughs> form, it's like you, uh, they put it in, in comedies a lot whenever they're trying to accomplish a you know a, a meaningless task or, right mm-hmm. you know just to emphasize um the other one we chose for evangelist was blade runner and yes. this is a movie we've talked about a few times blade runner is a very interesting movie <laughs> um i like it because i like sci-fi i just like it because i'm really 
I'm really into that kind of genre, and I think it's yeah. really really interesting. So I do mm-hmm. I do really like it. Um, but I, the book is better. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, maybe one day we'll have a whole episode about Blade Runner and its intricacies. Yes. Mm-hmm. But what did you guys think of the score? Um, the, 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 the heavy synth. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. Um, the '80s sound used for retro future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what the '80s thought the future would be like. Yeah. Um, and side note, the, I love that aesthetic. Um, the Blade Runner look, that cyberpunk mm-hmm. style with all the neon and stuff, mm-hmm. but yet still like dark and like kind of dystopian. A yeah, bit. it's so cool. Um, but but what I have written in quotes here, uh, boss level, because it sounds like a boss level of a video game. <laughs> yeah. At the oh beginning. my god. Um, I said game like as well. <laughs> yeah. It's it sounds like a it sounds like a video game, and I guess that's kind of it fits. Yeah, you know, because it's a mm-hmm. it's like a cyber future um, with that with that wonderful synth. It's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I just said fast paced, game like sci fi. Cool. Yeah. It, I mean, it is. It's sci fi, and it's got a little bit of like an action element to it. I would not say it's an action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, right. If you tell someone it is, and they see it, they're gonna think it's very boring. I th- uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's something yeah. that. Um, people might mistake uh this movie for especially with the new one being a little bit more yeah the new one's much more of an action movie Mm -hmm. um this one is a lot of it's almost like a uh noir 40s film set in the future um with that retro future element to it and you've got side you know not really cyber they're really androids um or replicants Mm -hmm. uh and you yeah i mean i remember laughing at it because it's like they didn't think that there would be cell phones but they thought that there would be pay phones with video <laughs> right um, you know like those kinds of things mm-hmm. so yeah blade runner is a you know very fascinating film and the score is really really good and it you can you know kind of hear um how it might have influenced synth scores and and in the eighties too, synth scores were popular. You know, Tron. We talked about Wendy Carlos and Tron in mm-hmm. the last episode, mm-hmm. and that's you know. So uh, we're gonna move along to Philip Glass now. Uh, it's really interesting because he helped score the Truman Show, mm-hmm. but uh, the pieces that he that are his in the Truman Show are pieces from uh, like other movie, another movie that he scored. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys think of the Philip Glass? Yeah, um, it definitely sounded uplifting, uh, kind of victorious, kind of sounding. Um, I wrote strange baseline um, because it starts out, I don't know, it's, at least from what I was hearing, I had a lot of other noise going on at the time yeah. during <laughs> while listening to this one, unfortunately, but it sounded very strange to me, but still had that, that the upper instruments keeping it light, so, you know... Almost like, you know, uh, w- with it being the Truman Show, almost like a, you know, an unknown kind of yeah darker undertone because it's <laughs> kind of, that's kind of the movie. Like there's, you know, this is all fake and yeah. he's being watched all the time. And, um, but his own attitude about it before he finds out is, you know, happy and, and pretty, right. pretty nice. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think I have I have uh, the Truman Show and Mishima 
on the mm-hmm. list? Is mm-hmm. there, what would you guys think of the... Um, that one, uh, I said very suspenseful with a innovative use of chimes and bells. Because I thought they were very, it was very weird how they got used in the in this piece. Yeah, they didn't sound like great. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they they were almost used as like a kind of like a nails on a chalkboard kind of thing, where it's supposed to be off putting. And I put in quotes, "Something is coming." Like it just mm-hmm. felt like something's after you. Something is. Well, maybe not something's chasing you, but like something is about to happen. Something's on its way. And you better look out. Man. Well, what'd you think, yeah. Mars? I mean, I wasn't quite sure what to think. Like, I was hearing all those bells and chimes, mm-hmm. and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I, I think that piece of music is actually, that's also in the Truman Show, but um, it is, and that that's what's so interesting about the Truman Show score, um, is that most of it was scored by a different person, but with philip glass pieces kind of sprinkled in and some of those pieces were from different films so that that is interesting it, name his name is fitting pieces of glass oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah um so uh and i believe in the truman show this is the scene they use this scene for when he um walks through the wall at, when he finds the wall at the end of the at the end of the water mm-hmm. and he opens the door and you know that it's Leaves. like that's the yep. You know, that's this very, very pivotal moment of the movie. If you guys have never seen the Truman Show, we should watch we say it. that a lot, don't we? Yeah. If you guys have never seen the Truman Show, at least I do, uh, please <laughs> watch it. It's very good. That was one that I, I love Jim Carrey, and um, I hadn't seen that one yet. And Robin was like, we're going to change that. <laughs> so I saw it, and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's such a great, a great film. I love so it so good. much. Um, so moving on from Philip Glass, uh, we're gonna. This is the first one of the Academy Award nominated for 2019. We're gonna start with Terrence Blanchard, and uh, the two scores that I picked. One was Black Klansman because that's the one he's nominated for, and the other one was Malcolm X. So what did you guys think of Malcolm X? Uh, I put marching band with a sound of importance, duty, and pride. Mm. um almost military because ah. um, that's kind of the vibe it doesn't it it doesn't it's not like dark or sad it's but it's not light it's right right, right. above it and um and maintains that the whole way so it's kind of almost rigid in that sense of of you know purpose mm-hmm. yeah nice what do yeah. you think mars um i put follow the leader marching <laughs> band I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, you know, yep. a lot of leadership, uh, yep. Malcolm X. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. The interesting thing about uh, this guy, too, is that because he was nominated this year, we know that he's obviously making music that is, you know, being celebrated right now. So this is right. yeah, this is kind of the stuff that's, you know, in vogue. Mm-hmm. Um, so Black Klansman, what would you guys think of the Black Klansman? Um, this one was a little tougher for me to kind of figure out it was a very short track yeah sorry Um, no that's okay it was was hard Um, i put spooky rock Ah, and i put crime like crime crime like Mm. um a short sweet memorable because it was you know only a what like a 40 second piece yeah um something like that but it sounded you know 
it had a little bit of a rock and roll ish right. mm-hmm. theme. Maybe I'll add another track for for the people listening. Yeah, if you like yeah. to, um, kind of that haunting sound, but but you know with a guitar, right, rocking mm-hmm. it up. So yeah. What about like you, Mars? Yeah, I mean, it, it made me think. Why? Well, I, I guess why I put crime like is I thought about those like crime TV shows and how they have like oh. these like little interim. Mm-hmm. sections yeah. of music and and um you know that that one i can't remember which one it is but where it goes like dun dun or you know like, order. Has that. Yeah, yes order. yes um it kind of reminded me of that even though it doesn't have like a big part like that it sounded like it could Gave go the same it could kind of yeah. like go in kind of a show like that or some kind of way to to move from scene to scene or something yeah so. Yeah, and Marcy, you've seen Black Klansman. I have. I believe, but Adam, you yes. haven't. I have not. Yeah. So, yeah. but both of those, I mean, pretty good. Uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, it's about the KKK mm-hmm. and some some creepy, uh, scary things mm-hmm. are going to be going on. Right. And, you know, he's a black police officer, so mm-hmm. obviously, you know, there's a little bit of tension <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> so. <What? laughs> But did did this music sound any different, like, uh, just listening to this versus all these other scores that are older, and this is a, a newer score that is now nominated, did, did the music sound different to you guys? Well, one big thing, one big difference that immediately stood out is that there's a guitar as the lead. Okay. Um, because a lot of those old songs or, or scores use orchestra you yeah. know, and that's limited to uh, percussion stuff that is, you know, not part of a kit or strings like violins and cellos, that that kind of stuff, or um, trumpets, mm-hmm. trombones, yeah. brass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yep, except for that one. Um, but, you know, th- those kind of like classical instruments that you might play in high school or something, you know. <laughs> um, but this song threw in an electric guitar, and that's very uncommon. Uh, for a film score, you know, whenever you hear that, it would probably be written by a rock band or something for the movie. And it just, ha- yeah. and, you know, it's a regular old rock song or whatever has lyrics. You hear it on the radio, but it's also part of this movie. In this one, it had like the mixture, you know, it had a little bit of the orchestral accompaniment, um, but with the, with the electric guitar on top. And that's, that's, that's the immediate thing that made it feel different to me. Um, the next, the next guy, uh, nominated, I've, I don't know if you guys have noticed, it's all men nominated for Academy Awards this year, and we only <laughs> talked about men so far tonight. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty rare for, um, a woman composer in film, um, but that's changing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, anyway, Ludwig Gorenson, he is nominated for Black Panther, Woo-hoo. um, and he also scored Creed. So what did you guys think of those scores? Um, well, if we start with Black Panther. All right. Vocal focus, oh, obviously. Yeah. Um, mm. A modern take on a traditional slash tribal music. Um, obviously, that's the vibe they're going for yeah. with Wakanda. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right in the heart of Africa, but it's technologically superior. Um, you know, modern take on that stuff. Um, and I wrote, uh, keeps tribal drums on top of orchestral strings and horns. So... Even with all of that, what you'd expect from an orchestral score, you throw in those tribal drums, which are completely different from regular orchestral percussion, um, to 
to keep that that vibe they're going for keep it in africa you know keep that wakanda feel um which is awesome yeah it sounds mm-hmm. really cool it's a really unique sound <laughs> but as for as for creed um epic sound with bells and low horns yeah um and obviously it's a rocky reference to start yep. out mm-hmm. with um and uh the drums when they kick in that ups the ante mm-hmm. so you know it's a it, Creed is a boxing movie as well, right? Yes. Okay. Um, it is. It's like it, it's in the Rocky universe. Ah, um, I did not know because that part. He, I was not aware. Yeah. So um, Apollo Creed uh, is uh, one of Rocky's opponents, mm-hmm. and uh, this is about his son. Oh, gotcha. And uh, Rocky is training him to be a boxer. Okay, gotcha. so that makes that makes a lot more sense. It I does. yes. Part yeah. of me when I listen to it. Um, I thought, oh, that's a that's a nice Rocky reference there because it's yeah. a boxing movie. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it, I didn't know it was in no, the same so, universe. That's so cool. that music there um, placed in the movie is a very, I mean, a very big. I saw one of the comments said they were like, when I saw this in the theater, the people started cheering when this music started playing. Aww. So it was like, you know, it was like a big thing. Like, oh my god, here it is! <laughs> like the the callback. So, and I thought that it's such a it's such an interesting thing to, you know, watch a movie that has such deep roots mm-hmm. in in with fans and then they take these really recognizable scores and just like little pieces of them and then they you know kind of wrap their music around it and give their own their own music their own take to it but they still have these little you know callbacks and roots just to remind everybody you know what kind of movie they're watching mm-hmm. and that that's really i mean i i you know it takes a really good composer to do that I know um, Michael Giacchino or Giacchino or however you say his name. I always say it both ways twice because I don't know. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, you know, when he did the Jurassic World soundtrack, for example, you know, he had to, he had to incorporate the main theme from right. the original Jurassic Park because you can't have a Jurassic Park movie without that theme in it. And so he was able to do the same thing. Right. Same mm-hmm. thing with Harry Potter, which we mentioned in the mm-hmm. previous episode as well. Yeah. Um, you know, that John Williams score that that melody that you're humming in your head right now yeah mm-hmm. um has to be part of it from now on i mean they mm-hmm. use it in the fantastic beast movies too even yeah. though they're not really related but well i mean they are related but you know it's not harry potter right but they keep it in any way because it's you can't go without it Mm-mm. right yeah. so it's the same thing with this movie with creed it being part of the rock uh, the rocky universe was the perfect opportunity to do that yeah yeah. I'm glad for this one I put fight night. Who will win? Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Rocky. Um, Rocky probably. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on to the next person on our list, Nicholas Brittell. Um, he is nominated for If Beale Street Could Talk uh, this year. And another film score that I added in here was the big short, which was also a few years ago, a very big Oscar contender. So this guy's really in it. Um, what do you guys think of if Beale street could talk? Um, let's see, which one is that? There it is. Sad yet warm strings reminded of home and loved ones. Um, but then I also towards toward later into the piece, I, sounded like like leaving yeah or departing like a sad sad goodbye kind of sound um i have i have no idea what the movie's about but that's that's the vibe i was getting yeah Mm -hmm. 
Um, what what do you think, Mars? Yeah. I I put down solemn and serious. Yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty moving piece of music. I was mm-hmm. very, you know, it's very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I when I was looking through, I was trying to find a diverse a diverse list for you guys. So you didn't you didn't all hear upbeat things. You didn't all yeah. hear sad things. I didn't mm-hmm. want to, you know. Um, and this, uh, if Beale Street could talk, this score is a favorite for a lot of people to win on Sunday for the Oscars. I'm recording this before the Oscars. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, this, this might win. It's, I think I picked it to win. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a a favorite. So there is a possibility. Um, and then the big short, what do you guys think of those? Um, well, the first, the first one, (laughs) um, I have office noises used to create the sound of losing your mind. (laughs) Um, because it's another really short one that is just sounds of, office work yep clicking of keyboards beeping of computers printer sounds but it just gets more and more and more and more and more and more more. yeah and you you lose it going insane that's the that's the vibe from that yeah um maybe due to the office monotony maybe you should get outside right um and then the next one um the the bass and clicking sounds of that one create a suspense yeah. for sure and then broken by the synth sound towards the end um because it's not it's not very long mm-hmm. uh again but it almost snaps you back to reality when the um when the synth comes in or i i don't know if it's a synth but it's some kind of synth-esque sound yeah uh towards the end yeah for that one it it reminded me, for some reason, of like the passage of time. For some reason, yeah. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, the way it sounded, I don't know. Yeah, I also said that probably nobody else would get it from this, but I was like, is it also like the clicking of, of money going away? Like, <laughs> oh, like I don't know. The ticking of. A... I've never seen the movie. I don't know yeah, why, but yeah, like a money counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wow, you've never seen the movie. Do you know no. what it's about? Um, I believe, is it about the, um, the stock market stock? Yeah. When that crashed or something? No. Well, it's about the housing market in 2000, in the two thousands when the housing market, we crashed and we went into a recession. Okay. That's what the movie's about. So money going away. Yeah. I got that one. Yeah. It's actually, I, me and Jake (laughs) saw it in the theater and we really enjoyed it. Ah. It is a very, it's, it, it's interesting. It's very different. It's a different movie, honestly. Yeah. I was impressed with they. It wasn't like my favorite movie ever, but mm-hmm. I was impressed with the things that they tried. Yeah, they tried some really interesting stuff with this movie because the first one reminded me of an an old piece that you introduced me to a while ago called the typewriter. Yeah, um, it's not as like pleasant sounding yeah. as the typewriter, <laughs> but I feel like they were going with the same kind of like. Be using these mouse clicks and yeah. keyboard clicking to to create a piece like the typewriter right did. yeah because like when the typewriter gets performed by an orchestra they they have to bring out somebody like a professional typist mm-hmm. you know to be to perform that piece with them because otherwise it's not the typewriter so right. they have to yeah so that that's good i'm glad you brought up the typewriter yeah. by leroy anderson look it up everybody yeah. if you don't know what we're talking about <laughs> do it um, the next one is Mark Shaman, and he's actually the last one of the official list that I made for you guys. I tacked on a couple at the end, 
uh, for me to talk about because I want to. But uh, Mark Shaman is nominated for Mary Poppins Returns. So what did you guys think of the Mary Poppins Returns? Um, Harkens back to the original. Yep. With a playful and fantastical mood. Um, adds modern flair, but still fits in with the time period. Wow, well, Adam, you should be a critic. Oh, I thank you. I like how eloquent you are with your little with your. <laughs> the way I word yeah. these. Um, <laughs> I like them. Yeah. yeah, they did. It was it was definitely reminiscent of the first. I also thought it sounded just kind of magical. It kept that mm-hmm. that same mad magic kind of sounding to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mark Shaman. Um, he also did music for Hairspray um, and a bunch of other stuff. He's uh, So him doing a musical is totally on point for him. Um, that's definitely something that he's in his comfort zone. Because mm-hmm. uh, Hairspray is a great musical. Oh, uh, there's yeah. a lot of really good music <laughs> in Hairspray. Love it. Yeah. Um, and the other, okay, the other piece that I put on there was Heart and Souls. Um, just because he, I saw that he did it, and I love that movie so much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I have a chance to talk about an art, a 90s rom-com RDJ film? Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, what would you guys think of the Heart and Souls theme? Um, I said, I, th- I think this is the correct one. Because now now that the mm-hmm. list is at the bottom where you added a bunch of new ones, Sorry. I need to make sure that I'm in the right place here. <laughs> well, let's see. It was very... Um, and I've seen this multiple times. <laughs> I mean, I wonder why. <laughs> it's okay. I love it, too. It's it's a great movie. Um, but it's, it's, it's a very... It's, I would say... I think the word I'm looking for is ethereal. Yeah. Um, That's a good sp- word. Yeah, ethereal, spiritual, um, this... this kind of mysterious kind of you know but not not mean-spirited or it's it's just kind of watchful almost but yeah yeah, i guess that's how i would explain it yeah um i got it now yeah i switched (laughs) it with mary poppins Ah. um because it's 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 backwards on the on the on the playlist anyway um it says uh, dread sound, but quickly turns around to dreamlike, a mysterious sound, because the dreading the dread at the beginning is sec- right. like a second of it, um, but yeah. quickly becomes much lighter than that, um, with a pinch of noir saxophone and mm. fantasy. Yeah, because that that we talked about this earlier in the episode. That saxophone is such a versatile instrument. I love how many. I <laughs> yeah. love that. I love the sound of it. And this, um, and those descriptions are, they fit it perfectly because this movie is, you know, it is sad in the beginning, slightly, but very, very quickly you forget Mm -hmm. that and it kind of moves on for, it is pretty heartfelt, um, but it's mostly, it's mostly a comedy, it's, it's mostly a feel good movie, Mm -hmm. um, and you should definitely see it if you're an RDJ fan. Yes. For sure. <laughs> uh, maybe one day we'll do an episode about RDJ because he's my favorite actor. And we'll talk about everything <laughs> he's in besides Iron Man. Anyway. Oh. <clears throat> everyone need, everyone yeah, knows every- about that. We don't need but to educate Tony Stark. anybody. We don't need to educate yeah. anybody on Iron Man. <laughs> we'll do an episode on Marvel instead. Okay. Mm. Um, Spaghetti Marvels. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there you yeah. go. Um, okay. So that's totally the end of the official list. Congratulations, guys. You made it. Woo. I'm so proud of you. That's a if lot of stuff. you're still here with us. Oh. I totally... Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're listening still. Well, Thank nice. you. <laughs> um, the last thing I wanted to talk about really quickly 
was I, I mentioned briefly earlier that there aren't a whole lot of women um, in this. And uh, so there were just a couple of people that I wanted to um, mention because they are kind of they are kind of coming out, you know, up and coming things. And this is really so there was a movie that came out last year called Mudbound, and that was nominated for a couple of Oscars. I think this, this had, for best song, uh, Mary J. Blige sung the song and um but uh Tamar Colley is you know she wasn't nominated for an Oscar for the for her score but the score is really good hmm. um and she, you know it's really it's really special because that's actually her first movie wow. that she ever scored and i feel like it got a lot of attention for her first movie that's pretty good yeah. mm-hmm. um and uh Micah Levy was Lee or Levi however you say her name um she actually uh, got nominated very early. I think it might be her second work. I'm not totally sure. Hmm. But she got nominated for an Oscar for Jackie. Hmm. Nice. And and that score, if it's on the list now, so it, it is good. It's a very good <laughs> score. And uh, and also she uh, another movie she did was Under the Skin, so I added that one too. Um, and I just, you know, I, I just thought maybe some up-and-coming people that you know, might be kind of changing the game as, you know, time goes on. And it is it is cool um, to see a little more of the female representation just because, you know, we know that there are women scoring out Definitely. there. And, um, you know, since it's something that I'm so interested in, and uh, spoilers, I'm a woman, so <laughs> it, 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 it is really Our cool. Our friendship is alive. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> um, it is really cool to, uh, you know, see somebody doing that. Um, and be represented in something Absolutely. that you love. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just wanted to, you know, highlight those names, and there are there are more. Mm-hmm. So, um, but sadly, this is the end of our episode. Yes. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Black Case Diary. Follow us on Instagram at Black Case Diaries Podcast. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Eh. Uh, we mm. also have a blog, blackcasediaries.wordpress.com. Yeah, Adam, you look no. so excited to say it. I no, no, no. You were just started pointing at me, and I was oh. like, oh, me? Okay. <laughs> um, and there will be a lot more information about this music, and that's where the playlist will be, so you guys mm-hmm. can, can listen along with us. And, uh, yeah, contact us. Please. Uh, yeah, leave comments on, on all the platforms we just mentioned, or you can even send us an email if you have a long something to say. Yeah. Uh, BlackCaseDiaries yeah. at gmail.com. And, uh, you know... We really, we really appreciate anybody uh, with any suggestions or, you know, maybe if you guys can just, I don't know, want to talk to us about movie scores or mm-hmm. movies or anything. Yeah. So yeah. if there's, if there's a composer um, that we've left out, that it's one of your favorites or, or, or that you want to suggest, Absolutely. let us know. Yeah. There are a lot of composers yeah. I left out. So there is <laughs> oh, a very high yeah. chance of that happening. Yeah. Yes. Um, so and a high chance of us doing another episode. Like this. <laughs> yes. We, right. we might, we might do another one. Um, who knows? <laughs> but yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we really appreciate mm-hmm. you guys. Yeah. This is a case closed. Woo. That's right. <laughs> All See right. ya. Bye. Bye.